We're going to get started here with this presentation on integrating permaculture with modern culture. I think this is one that's really important to um, help um, get more individuals involved and kind of get more of these modalities and ideologies and uh, integrated into um, the culture that we're trying to shift um, into a more sustainable and holistic system. All right, integrating permaculture with modern culture. Let's grow. I think art is uh, one of the best ways to integrate permaculture with modern culture. Um, this is a piece that was done probably like four or five years ago um, with mushrooms. Um, and this can be done in so many different ways. Um, but I do think that um, integrating permaculture in art um, uh, is a great way to um, display symbolically um, um, information that we hold within uh, the permaculture design systems. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of different ways that we can do this. Personally, I'm not like an artist, um, but I do like working with other people in graphic design or other artists um, um, that even have utilized my mushroom materials or, or paint um, or, or whatever um, um, to create art um, that inspires um, a more sustainable and holistic viewpoint or a more sustainable and holistic um, uh, understanding of reality. Um, so another thing I've been doing um, is integrating um, permaculture um, and, and sustainable ideologies and mycology um, into the media. Um, so every chance I get, um, if it seems like a solid project to work on, um, I take the opportunity to um, um, be in front of a camera or be on a, on, on a radio interview or or be on a, on a podcast or anything like that um, to get this information to as many media outlets as possible. Um, so in this picture, um, I've been working with my friend, Anthony Rodriguez. He's a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker. Um, and we've been working on a documentary, uh, on an episode for a documentary series that he created called Growing Back to Nature. Um, so we're working on the pilot episode, the first episode right now. Um, each episode will be featuring a different uh, sustainable individual um, um, and, and their efforts to reconnect with the natural world. Um, so Anthony's been following me around for a couple of years and we've been working on uh, putting together a really beautiful and digestible piece. And when I say digestible, I mean um, um, putting together the materials in a way that, um, that isn't hard um, for uh, a uh, any, any, random person to understand. So uh, we're trying to make this information as easily accessible, as easily as understandable um, for anybody. I just think this is a powerful picture. That's the only reason I put that in there. Two young black men with their tools of power. My man over there with his camera and me over here learning about the biological world. And together we're creating some um, powerful, powerful work. Um, and we're ready to come out here and shake the world and I think images like this are important to see two happy um, young black men in a natural environment uh, um, doing things that are regenerative and doing things that are beneficial. I think this is something that's very, very powerful. Um, so yeah, going back into the art, um, these are some patches uh, that, I, that I've been uh, distributing, you know, um, um, stickers are always cool. Um, um, integrating with clothing, and we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, but just kind of getting more of these uh, symbologies out there. I mean, if somebody even just sees this um, without even knowing who I am, it's just a there's a bunch of mushrooms in the pic in, in the picture. 
Um, and, and, and it's something niche and it's something cool. So um, I think trying to um, um, do things that we believe are, are cool, something that we would want to see in the world. Like I personally wanted to wear a patch like this, a cool mushroom patch. Um, so I, so I worked with friends and we created one and um, now this is something that I'm sure that there's other people out in the world that want it because there's people that have bought it. Um, and now that's another good symbol that's just lingering out uh, uh, in the world um, uh, for people to see, uh, people to ask about, uh, uh, people to, uh, to, um, for, uh, to, trigger, to trigger conversation. Um, so uh, here's more of some of the work that I've been doing with uh, Anthony. Um, and this was up actually in New York. Um, we've been connecting with a lot of other individuals as well. Um, I, I do think it's important to show um, how our work connects with all aspects of life. Um, so I do think it's important to show diversity um, in our work um, and connect with people from um, um, all walks of life. Um, and then it's really, really also important to get the children involved. Um, getting the children involved is one of the biggest proponents of integrating this into our culture. Um, the children are growing up faster than we can ever even keep up with. Um, and sooner than later, they're going to be the adults that are, that are um, creating culture. Um, so I do think it's really important to get them involved um, as truths resonate. Um, and I find nature and, and, and um, working with nature and working with biomimicry and permaculture um, systems um, there is a lot of natural symbols. There's a lot of natural patterns. Um, and in nature, those, there's those truths, um, those inherent truths and those truths resonate. So I think it's really important um, to get children involved um, in the natural world um, at a young age. Um, so those truths are, are truths that are integrated um, um, in, their, in their neurology in that, in that uh, plasticity stage um, um, as their brain is developing those natural patterns and those natural truths um, integrate uh, uh, into their brains and then they just grow up um, with a more uh, holistically formed uh, uh, brain. And then creating events, creating events like our future um, and whenever, whenever um, creating events like our future and then creating uh, events in person um, whenever it's, it's possible to have events in person again. I think that's one of the biggest driving forces uh, of integrating uh, permaculture, mycology, whatever sciences you're working on, whatever sustainable systems you're working on um, in, into modern culture. Um, and doing it in a way that is um, accessible for other people. Because I find a lot of times um, uh, when we do these agricultural events or when we do these permaculture events, um, we don't intend to be exclusive. Um, I know a lot of us have the, the intention to be inclusive, um, but a lot of times these events tend to be exclusive. These events tend to be um, uh, unattainable for, for certain people, um, unaffordable for certain people, um, uh, hard to access uh, in, in, uh, by means of public transportation. Um, so there's a lot of uh, factors that, that make a lot of our events exclusive um, when we intend to be inclusive. So I think it's important to, um, to kind of key in on those, on those elements. Um, and then also um, when we're focusing on inclusivity, um, um, bring other things to the table, 
we have to understand that not everybody is on that same page as us. And we do these events with all of these heady speakers and we, we try and do beginner things, but we also have to recognize that there's a lot of people that have no idea about any of this. Um, so one of the things that I've done with MycoFest is include um, aspects of the event that have nothing to do really um, um, with mushrooms or permaculture, um, but they have to do with art, um, which is kind of the connecting theme. Um, so um, I started MycoFest as Mycosymbiotics Mushroom and Arts Festival, and we shortened it to MycoFest um, back in 2019. Um, but I think incorporating that art, incorporating that music is something that brought a lot of people into the event um, that wouldn't have come if it was just about mushrooms or if it was just about permaculture. Um, so I'll show you guys a little video from the event. Mushrooms have so much to offer. Um, we oftentimes see people like literally searching the world for novel medicinal components and different plants and mushrooms and things like that when there's so much in our own front door that people don't even recognize. Like we took barely any steps into the forest and found invaluable amounts of, of material for uh, academic purposes, for medicinal purposes. There's just so much potential and they're right here at our doorstep. And when you get under, when you get into an understanding of mushrooms, when you develop a relationship with mushrooms, you get connected to nature and realize that everything needs something else to exist. There's mushrooms have relationships with every single type of organism. Every organism has a mushroom relationship. When you start to get out there and look for these things and find value in them, uh, it it just it creates a more holistic mindset, um, just in the act of loving mushrooms and celebrating mushrooms. So that's why we have a festival for mushrooms. We're at the Mycosymbiotics Mushroom and Arts Festival in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I'm Matt Powers, the author, educator, and family guy. It's wonderful to, to be here because really William's work addresses and his philosophy in this, this festival really addresses our, our weak spots or uh, neglected regions of the regenerative map. And it's that getting people together from all walks of life and it's product based. And I think that is really incredibly important because there are things that people can consume and become, that people can have an identity and association and around these products. And a lot of people hear product and they like have a knee jerk reaction, but those are the things we actually base our communities on. And if they're bioregional local products created by the people that we know and love using methods that we know and love that support our future families and future communities and success, then that's what we all want to participate in. That's what regeneration is. And that's really what, you know, mycological living, I believe, is. It's that successional understanding of the world around you. So it's a pleasure to be part of it.
to um, be a facilitator of the unlocking of this understanding, unlocking truly of the greatness of the people and the environment and the potential all around us. Every time we bring people out for these events, so much community is built. Like there's business partnerships out here that are happening. There's people that are working with nonprofits and getting in these amazing teachers or coming in to find out all this information that they can take back to their community. Like every single point of contact, every single relationship that's being made is powerful. These people are gonna, like, I've seen families grow up at this event and these families are out here just like caring about the right things. Like they're out here showing their children like we have all these kids out here that this is what's important to us and this is what we should celebrate and like there's just ripples there's been so much culture that has developed in the field of like permaculture medicinal mushrooms and so on and so forth at this festival for the past five years that we've been doing it thanks for watching that with me guys geez i got emotional i miss my friends <laughs> Sheesh, it's been, it's been too long. 2020 has been rough. But anyways, um, MycoFest has been, you know, since 2015, uh, integrating permaculture ideas and, and uh, mycological systems and art and music into modern culture. And I mean, as you can see from the video, um, the event has been diverse. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do it last year. Um, hopefully we're able to reconnect this year um, because there's always so many beautiful connections. Um, and it's just so many unique connections. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's truly something magical. Um, and it's, it's, it's truly um, beyond any, anything I could have ever imagined whenever it started. Um, we have uh, a couple more um, uh, videos, uh, another video, and I kind of wanted to show this one um, to kind of um, key in on that digestibility that I mentioned. I don't know how much of you guys picked up on the last video, but it was of high quality. The editing was of high quality. Um, and this is something that uh, our friend Forest Ranch Regenerative has been doing. Our friend that, our friend that runs Forest Ranch Regenerative has been doing um, is creating these videos uh, um, that are highly digestible because so many people are so used to, um, watching TV, um, watching Netflix, all these kinds of things that, um, everything is, is highly edited and highly curated. Um, so whenever our videos are, are, um, of a higher caliber, I think it's, 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 uh, it hits a little bit harder. Um, so I try and kind of key in on, on, uh, people that, have good camera skills or people that have good skills with working with um, um, com uh, editing videos and things like that on the computer. Um, if it's not something that is your forte um, to be able to, to get that information out to um, the culture at large. Ooh, this one's uh, actually different. This one was from my friend. This one's actually from my friend, Josh, another person in my area that's good with uh, cameras um, and good with uh, video editing.
back here at the spirulina pond. Um, and this is seven days from the last video when we inoculated the pond. And honestly, with all the sunlight we've been getting, um, this has been ready to harvest for about three days. Um, and you can see it's really, really dark. Um, so we're gonna get ready for the harvesting process. So um, in the pond right now, I have a submersible pond pump. You can buy these at um, whatever local brewer supply that you have. All right, so you guys kind of get the idea. Um, same kind of feel as like our educational permaculture videos, but just doing it in a way that's a little bit more digestible um, uh, for people, you know, adding catchy music and um, um, uh, making sure that the videos are, are of, of high quality and edited well, um, which isn't too hard nowadays. It's easy to get a high quality HD camera um, used on the internet. Um, and there's so many people, there's so many kids um, that know how to, how to film and edit video as well. Um, this one, another just quick video, um, was actually aired on live television in West Virginia on public broadcasting. So I think that public broadcasting, um, getting access and getting into public broadcasting is super easy because they're always looking for, um, for people to film doing interesting things uh, for public broadcasting. Um, uh, you guys could probably get your own shows in your local area if, it, if it's not too, if you don't live in like a too densely populated area. I'm sure it's way easier to get access to um, getting on air on public television, which I think is really important because if it wasn't for public broadcasting, I don't think I'd be here right now. I used to be living in a, in a, a, a small apartment with my, with my child's mother um, and we couldn't afford cable. So we had a little one of those flat um, antennas on the window to get public TV, whatever public access channels there were. Um, and through public broadcasting, I saw, um, I don't know how many of you know David Wolf. Uh, he's a nutritionist person, sells um, nutrition supplements and things like that. Um, he, he had a video or uh, he, was, he had a commercial for a NutriBullet. And I know it sounds funny, but um, he was doing a demonstration for this infomercial because that's all that's on at, at nighttime on public broadcasting television. Um, and he's like, I'm going to throw this superfood in. I'm going to throw this superfood in. We're going to put this herb in and put this herb in. And I'm just like, what the heck is this man talking about? What is all these herbs and superfoods? Like, I thought we we're just making some smoothies. Like, and that kind of triggered me to go start researching those things on my own. And that kind of like started to spur and, and roll the, the ball, get the ball rolling. Um, so I do think it's really important to get onto public access and public broadcasting because we can start to reach people that really can't even afford to have Netflix or can afford to have um, cable on their television um, because almost everybody has a television in their house, but not everybody can afford all of the luxuries that come uh, um, um, uh, uh, with having the television in their house. So I think public broadcasting is great. Yeah, they're high dollar right now. They're about $800 a pound. People call them the zombie mushrooms. Right. Some people look for them and never ever find them in their whole life. This is a, a really good environment to find cordyceps in. It's, it's really wet. There's like a little creek right here. There's a lot of moss. Typically earlier in the summer you'll find them in the moss. Later in the summer you might find them growing out of like old logs and things, um, which is more based on the insect than the actual mushroom. You need to learn a little bit about entomology be really good at finding cordyceps. Um, cordyceps is an entomopathogenic fungi. So entomopathogenic just means like entomo for insects and then pathogenic means just kind of like pathogenic on insects um, where it'll grow in a living insect. It'll take over its nervous system. It'll control the insect and put it in a place where it's good to uh, produce the fruiting body. There's one. Sweet. This is incredible to find because <laughs> it's entirely invaluable. Like, this can provide so many people with 
income. This can provide so many people with like a holistic medicine. Um, as long as I take this back to my, my house, take it to the lab within the next couple of days and clone it, so many people can utilize this to bring income for themselves and uh, share as a medicine. So I'll show you guys how to, how to harvest these. Um, I think sustainable fashion is also a great way to get um, um, our sustainable ideals integrated into modern culture. This uh, fashion is such a big part of culture um, and fashion is such a detrimental industry. Um, so I've been focusing on uh, integrating more sustainable fashion into, into my work, especially because of the high level of exposure that I have. Um, I recently did an interview with Vice um, I'm going to be doing more work with Vice um, in 2021, um, um, and then I'll be potentially doing uh, work that might end up on on large streaming platforms like Netflix. Um, I don't want to delve too much into that. There's a lot of um, red tape, yellow tape signing contracts and things like that you're not supposed to talk about. But anyways, because of um, how much I'm going to be put on camera or how much I'm being put on camera and how much more of us are going to be put on camera, I think it's important to be representing um, um, in totality representing the world that we want to exist in. Um, so when I'm on camera now, I try to be uh, wearing um, uh, clothing that represents the world that I want to uh, exist in. Um, so I look for companies that are focused on material science. Um, I look for companies that are focused on utilizing organic textiles um, or innovative and sustainable textiles. And then I look for companies that got that kind of swag I'm looking for. You know, everybody's got their own swag, you know, um, in, and trying to be sustainable initially, I forgot, I just dumped everything I cared about um, expressing myself through fashion out of the window to try and just dress minimally um, and, 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 and be the most sustainable I could be. But it wasn't, um, I wasn't able to represent, I wasn't able to express myself the way that I wanted to and the way that I was used to um, um, uh, with the fashion industry in the way that I had before I started to care about sustainability. But now, um, in 2021, there's a bunch of companies that care about things that we align our values with um, that are producing clothes that that represent the world that we want to uh, live in. So I do think that um, integrating sustainable fashion into um, um, our work um, is also a great way of integrating our work into modern culture. I mean, and hey, we could be creating the sustainable fashion companies ourselves as permaculture designers, honestly. Um, I think the power of TikTok um, is also really incredible for getting permaculture integrated into modern culture. Um, I honestly didn't even try. And I went from having like a hundred, a couple hundred TikTok followers to like 40,000 in like a matter of a couple days after I posted this video. There are some kids on TikTok that created a uh, hashtag called hood alt, which I utilized um, and posted this. And I, I honestly, at first didn't um, intend, I didn't think anything would happen. I just did it because it was fun. And my friends were um, on TikTok playing around doing it too. I didn't think that it would go crazy like this. Um, but through TikTok is how I've gotten connections with Vice and with, uh, um, um, what's it called? Uh, Tasty. Um, I forget what company runs Tasty, uh, uh, BuzzFeed. Um, so all these big media outlets started finding me through TikTok and now I have 83,000 followers on there. Um, and it's a bunch of just 
random people. It's not just people that found me because they're interested in permaculture. It's so it's not, um, it's not unintentionally exclusive. Um, TikTok is just ridiculously inclusive and they'll show your material to literally everybody. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Oh my gosh, video. Um, and then music. Um, I think music is a great way of integrating um, our ideas into modern culture. Everybody listens to music. those last couple um clips in that video i was actually at a uh um I was at the people of color fungi community gathering. Um, so I actually do perform music a lot at different permaculture events and things like that. Um, but in my music, there's a lot of permaculture themes. I actually just released a song called Permaculture Poppy um, that has no curse words or no drug references or anything like that. And I put it on TikTok um, and I made it super accessible for um, it to be um, listened to by all ages. Um, and it actually got a fair amount of views on TikTok. And then I made sure I put the lyrics on there so people could actually see it as well. Yeah, I don't know if y'all caught that last line, but that energy I'll catch in store, we'll save it for tomorrow. So like the whole song is literally permaculture principles. Like, so like, that's what I'm saying. Um, we can integrate this and make it cool and make it what people are searching for out of modern culture. People want comfort, people want luxuries, people want to be entertained. And all of those things can be filled. All of those desires can be filled um, in a sustainable way. Um, I also think that working with plant medicines and, and, and uh, fungal medicines is a great way um, to integrate permaculture into modern culture. As we're starting to see de decriminalization movements and legalization movements around the country, I do think it's important to uh, recognize um, the indigenous traditional histories of utilization of these substances um, um, and integrate those back into the culture so it doesn't become perverted by this uh, um, capitalist culture that has been perverted um, by a few companies that are that are running a government. Um, 
because I don't, I don't, I personally don't believe capitalism is inherently bad. That's a discussion for another day. Um, I do believe that when a few companies gain so much power that they are able to lobby and control a government, I think that's when capitalism becomes detrimental. Um, but I don't want to see um, these plant medicines become perverted by the capitalist system that exists in the United States currently. Um, and uh, I think that if we can start to um, integrate these medicines back into our cultures um, in ways that are respectful, um, I think that we can really, really start to integrate a lot of these um, sustainable ideologies uh, into modern culture. Um, there was some really uh, uh, powerful research on um, the way that psychedelics affect um, individuals' nature relatedness. Um, so how much an individual relates themselves to nature um, is highly increased by the use of psychoactive substances. Um, so I think that this is something that's really important when we're talking about permaculture, biomimicry, and sustainable systems that are aligned with nature, um, when there are substances that can increase an individual's um, relatedness to nature. Um, so I think that um, we should navigate this in the most intelligent way that we possibly can as conscious individuals and how to safely integrate these into the American system. Um, and then, you know, propagate and myceliate. Each of us are a thread of the mycelium. You know, we're out there connecting in the world, connecting with other people. Um, do your best to live without fear and live in acceptance of others. Um, this is the only way that we're going to eliminate hatred and eliminate suffering and eliminate racism and all of these kinds of things because all of those things stem from fear of the unknown, usually. Um, so we're going to be like the mycelium. We're going to be connected. We're going to know that we have the strength of our community uh, uh, behind us as we tread into new realities um, um, artistically um, with intention um, and, and spread this message back in ways that are digestible for the rest of the community. Um, so much love. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I hope that this information was beneficial for you guys. I hope that you can integrate it into your lives um, in, in ways that are um, that bring health to you and to yours. Uh, much love. Peace.